What's up? What's happening? What's going on? Welcome back to the Ground Up Faith Podcast. This is a show where we have conversations with the peculiar people, places, and practices of Christianity. Specifically today, you are listening to Ground Up Sermons. This is when I uh, bring to you the sermon uh, that I preached on Sunday uh, and add a little bit of an introduction and a little bit of a reflection at the end. Uh, specifically today, you are going to be getting a bit of an interesting one uh, at Good Shepherd, where I am as we're still um, opening back up following the uh, um, COVID-19 uh, pandemic. I think you might hear a train there in the background. Uh, we uh, are doing some outdoor services, and uh, unfortunately my sound didn't really come through uh, quite as well in the recorder as I wanted to. So I'm going to kind of uh, re-preach you uh, this sermon uh, as I sit here uh, in my office today, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, normally I'd yammer on with a bit of an introduction, but I think I'm going to go ahead and roll the intro and then uh, wrap up the uh, the introduction and the sermon and reflection all in one. So let's get this show on the road. Here we go uh, for this week's sermon. Um, Sunday was uh, an interesting um, liturgical occasion, one of my favorites. It is a Palm Passion Sunday. Uh, and so it's a really interesting uh, Sunday where we begin uh, by reading the processional gospel of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, and then we kind of pivot our way uh, on over to reading the Passion reading. And oftentimes in churches we read the uh, the Passion reading uh, in its entirety, which it's a very long reading, multiple chapters that goes all the way through uh, Jesus's uh, anguished prayer in uh, Gethsemane, his um, Gethsemane, Gethsemane, <laughs> I can't talk this morning, um, and uh, and his arrest, uh, his um, his um, trial, his beatings, um, his uh, hanging on the cross, his death, and uh, ultimately his burial. Um and so there's a lot going on um, on this uh, this particular liturgical occasion. But uh, yesterday, since we were we were outside and uh, we had just a little bit of a window to get in before some thunderstorms, so we wanted to kind of keep things a little bit brief. Um, we we chose to uh, focus specifically on the um, the Palm uh, Sunday uh, processional end of things uh, rather than the Passion end of things, and that's really kind of always been my preference um, as a pastor and as a preacher because. Um, on Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, later on into Holy Week, uh, we deal with that passion story, um, and so I, I don't want to overlook um, the palm, uh, the palm entry, the triumphal entry into Jerusalem story. Uh, so I tend to always kind of uh, focus on that, and I, I save the passion stuff for um, for later in uh, in Holy Week, uh, as that all needs its own time uh, as well. Uh, so typically what I, I do in this um, this sort of sermon podcast is I kind of tell you what the reading was, and I give you just a, a real high-level overview of it. Uh, but I thought today I would actually read it to you because we utilized um, uh, the message 
as uh, as our reading source material um, for uh, this poem, uh, the, or excuse me, this triumphal entry uh, text. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of roll their eyes about the message. I honestly used to be one of those people, but um, I think it's a really helpful resource. It's not the only one that you need. There are a lot um, of great translations and resources out there, but I do think it's helpful, and I do like this story um, in this uh, in, in this version, <clears throat> and. Um, Specifically, uh, yesterday we used the the text from um, John uh, chapter twelve, and to be honest with you, this is one that I'm not honestly as familiar with as I am with a lot of the other um, uh, triumphal entry texts. And, and I really like this one. So it's, so it's it's one that's a little bit unexpected uh, from maybe the ones that we get from uh, from Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke. Um, and, uh, and it's in a bit of a different, uh, wording. So, uh, anyways, join with me and let's, uh, let's check this, uh, text out again from, uh, John chapter 12. The next day, the huge crowd that had arrived for the feast heard that Jesus was entering Jerusalem. They broke off palm branches and went out to meet him and they cheered, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in God's name. Yes, the King of Israel. Jesus got a young donkey and rode it, just as the scripture has it. No fear, daughter Zion. See how your king comes riding on a donkey's colt. The disciples didn't notice the fulfillment of many many scriptures at the time. But after Jesus was glorified, they remembered that what was written about him matched what was done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, was there giving eyewitness accounts. It was because they had spread the word of this latest God sign that the crowd swelled to a welcoming parade. The Pharisees took one look and threw up their hands. It's out of control. The world's in a stampede after him. This is the word of the Lord, and we Lutherans often respond, thanks be to God. You know, I want to have us think today about expectations versus reality. I want you to think for a moment about when you were little. What were your expectations of what you thought life would be when you were all grown up. I imagine you had a lot of ideas about uh, freedom and doing whatever it is that you wanted when you were all grown up. Those were your expectations. But the reality is that it does not match our expectations. I mean, sure, we have some freedom and we have some agency to decide what we want to do and don't want to do with our money, but uh, quite honestly, uh, you can't spend all of your money on the fun things you thought you could do when you were a kid Uh, because if you do that enough, they're going to shut off your utilities and they're going to repossess your house or um, end your rent agreement or something like that. So we kind of know from experience that our expectations and our reality are often two different things. And that's really no different in today's reading. All the people are looking for a Messiah. This was a very um, 
loaded term 2,000 years ago in uh, Israel-Palestine. A Messiah had a theological significance, a political significance, a sociological uh, significance. And oftentimes people rolled all of this into one and added a whole bunch of other stuff. And this idea of a Messiah was a great military leader and a charismatic political figure who would rise up and unite uh, this varied and drastically different uh, people of God to ultimately drive out the Romans and to set the world right. In simple put, uh, simply put terms, I've often said that what people were looking for uh, was the Israel-Palestine 2,000 years ago version of George Patton. If you're a history buff, you know General Patton, who was the uh, U.S. Army general and tank commander, the subject of a, uh, a Hollywood movie simply by the name Patton. He was always the dashing, uh, charismatic, uh, military, and oftentimes even political figure who at times could seem to do no wrong, and people loved him. But in reality, that is not what the Messiah is. The Messiah is not a military leader. The Messiah oftentimes doesn't even uh, live up to our expectations. Instead, the Messiah is a servant leader. Uh, The Messiah is God in human flesh, walking and talking with us, teaching us and healing us, feeding us and inviting us to follow, and ultimately bringing us salvation that is won through passion and suffering on the cross and death and burial in the grave. But here's the thing that's always really interesting uh, about what Jesus does, about what God is up to in this world. God cares so very deeply for us uh, and even cares for our own expectations. So oftentimes, God uh, looks for us, searches for us, finds us in our expectations, and there shows us reality. And that's really what's going on in this triumphal entry Palm Sunday story. You see, conquering heroes would oftentimes ride on their uh, target city, mounted on a giant war horse with their legions of soldiers behind them, carrying their weapons of war and their banners of victory and shouting out with their battle cries. Jesus knew that, and Jesus knew that that was their expectation. And so there he met them. He staged his own march on Jerusalem. But in that expectation... He showed them reality. Instead of riding on a mighty war horse, he's riding on a donkey. In place of those legions of well-trained, battle-hardened soldiers, he has women and children. Those weapons of war, they have been put aside for palm branches. Those banners of victory, 
our tunics and cloaks, taken off and laid on the ground to provide a nice surface for people to walk on. And those battle cries, not shouts of determination, not shouts of um, how much more powerful or better one person is than the next, but it's a shout, Hosanna, which literally means God save. Think about that. Oftentimes, battle cries are meant to strike fear and terror into your enemies and to, in some way, shape, and or form, explain how you are better than they are. And yet, this battle cry of this army, of this Messiah, is a battle cry that says, God save, God help, God does it, we don't. And it's not just for you, it's not just for me, it's for everyone. So now I want to invite you into a time of reflection. I want to invite you to sit with your expectations. What are your expectations for your life? What are your expectations for the lives of your family, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren? What are your expectations for the world, for your job, for your country, for your state, for your town, for your church? Recognize that those expectations are real for you, but they are merely expectations. But also recognize that the God of all creation, the God of all redemption, the God of all sustenance is searching you, searching out for you in those expectations and inviting you to see reality, to walk in reality, and to participate in reality. I hope that you have a blessed uh, Holy Week or whatever week this is for you. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you have a blessed day. Bye now.